0: Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex, where we change the way we talk about money. Today's episode is actually an old one, but still very much a good one. It was one of my very first episodes and still one of my favorites. I'm putting it back out for some of my new listeners, hey guys, who may have missed it the first go around. At the time, I was recording this inside my closet in a room that I shared with my younger sister so it's wild to hear how much I've improved in just a year. Nikenji Clark at the time was a guidance counselor to young high school girls in New York. Our conversation was one that was honest and real in regards to money, and I will forever be thankful that she was one of my first guests. As always, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review. All right, well, enough of me talking. Let's get into today's episode.
1: Hi. Go by Kenji, everyone calls me that. My birth name is McKenzie. Um I'm a counselor, a uh, Bronx girl from New York, a young millennial just finding her way and walking in her purpose.
0: Nice, nice, nice. How long have you been a counselor for? <laughs>
1: um, well, according to the degree... Almost two years, but definitely in practice and doing my thing, maybe
0: close to three. Wow. Nice. So as you know, this podcast is all about, well, not all about, but it has a big emphasis on money, and um, my whole thing is just getting millennials like yourself to kind of, talk about money and just like your experiences with money so growing up how is money discussed in your household and how it, and how has it affected the way you handle your money if it's affected it at all
1: okay so well, good question this is something i had to like explore more so in my adult years maybe the last year or so um money was not talked about maybe oh we don't have it or not right now Um, But it was more so that I saw money growing up as a form of love, like gifts and rewards. Mm -hmm. So, especially for my grandparents. So it's just like, we love you, so we buy you stuff. You do well, so you get nice things. Um, The reason why um, you can get both the things that you're asking for is because, you're a good grandchild, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I never, ever heard of my mom talk about a savings account, like, ever,
0: ever. Why do you think that is?
1: I think, you know, um, it was more like, if I had the money or if it's on my card, if my bills are paid and the, the main things are handled, then why not swipe away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I guess everybody's goals are different. And yeah. So when you start having those goals, of like, I do need some money, or, I do need cushion, or I do want to generate wealth, then maybe savings pop up in your head. Like, yeah.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So how has this affected the way you handle money personally?
1: Um, I'm out of control. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I um, definitely have had to be way more conscious and have more self-control. Um, going away for school when I went away for undergrad, mm-hmm. um, I was like, you know, a thousand miles away. I was in Atlanta. I was having a good time. <laughs> and you get a refund check. So, these refund checks was really, like, fight, 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 you know, <laughs> yes. my first bank account, my first debit card, I was acting up, okay, when Michael Kors was a thing, I was getting handbags left and right, but, um, <laughs> towards the end of undergrad, when I was going into grad school, I was like, okay, I see much college cost, how much I spent in loans, grants, and scholarships, I need to
0: cut it out. and mm-hmm. um, oh, wait, real quick. For those who don't know, where did yeah. you go to undergrad?
1: So i in college in Atlanta. Nice. Okay. So I was just like, you know what, I need it's part of growing up and it was uncomfortable because I couldn't say, if I have to think of an insecurity mind, it's money. Mm-hmm. So i
0: like, wow. you know
1: what, I need to be Uncomfortable and confront that I'm not making the best decisions when it comes to money. So grad school, I did do a little better. Um, Looking back, I could see okay, I shouldn't have done X, Y, Z. But now as an adult, it's improved even more. That's awesome. As I get older and the more goals I have and the kind of lifestyle I want for myself. I have to be conscious of my money as well as play. But, you know, realize I didn't need to buy lunch every day of the week. I can pack lunch and yeah. yeah.
0: How was that when you kind of uh, first confronted yourself, you know, about your, your money habits? Because I, I feel like that's such a, it can be such a scary thing to do. Because you're basically like trying to end or break, you know, a habit or like like, kind of like a part of you so so how was that was it scary for you or was it something that you were like no I'm I'm ready to do to do it Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like I was never really ready I was kind of forced because um certain things were happening in my life and I realized I'm becoming a big girl now so to speak Mm -hmm. and nobody's gonna have you like you so true and part of a part of, you know, adulthood and part of being stable and part of my wellness is getting my finances together. And as a counselor and as a mental professional, I'm not going to tell my clients or students to do certain things when it comes to healing, which can be uncomfortable at times, and not do it myself. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I needed to get my money situation under control and understand where it came from and how not to repeat those cycles. So it was definitely, like, scary, and the first time I said it out loud, I think I was talking to a small group of people, I Mm -hmm. started getting choked up. Like, who gets choked up over money and spending? But I think we were having a discussion about insecurities, and people are saying, you know, "My, my weight or my this or my that, and I'm just like my relationship with money needs to be healthier. And I was like, oh, well, oh my gosh, I'm really, like, admitting this. But um, I'm clearly now not ashamed of my stuff, and part of my stuff is, like, my financial wellness and my growth. Mm-hmm. So I'm on this podcast, which is pretty vulnerable for me.
0: Wow. Well, thank you for, for doing this and, be, and being so open and vulnerable. I, I appreciate it. Um, So... Now that you've kind of like confronted, you know, your financial situation, do you consider yourself to be a spender or a saver?
1: Um. According to my bank account, <laughs> they say I save a little bit more than I spend, but I still think I'm still a spender. <laughs> baby I steps.
0: Do <laughs> <laughs> baby steps. Baby steps. You're getting there. As long as you're putting in the effort, no. that's that. That's a big thing. So that's great. <laughs> Um. So, what personal financial goals are like have you set that you're that you're working towards?
1: Um. So the the job I have now, I'm a counselor in high school, and it's my first salary job. So it's not by the hour. It's not a stipend. It's Mm -hmm. not. You know, it's my first salary job, and um, I can honestly say I'm so blessed. Um being that I got the job at 23
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: um, making money that usually families have to, you know, when you have kids or something. But um, I was reminded in my quiet time when, like, um, spending time with my faith and with myself that you have to continue to be humble and being humble is also being, like, um, mindful Mm -hmm. and not just being greedy, like, swipe, 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 or spend, 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 or now I'm gonna get this, now I'm gonna get that. No. Like, you have to think about your goals. I have, um, a couple bills to pay. There's bills that I will have to pay in the future because I want more things, Mm -hmm. and I can't, like, go through every paycheck every two weeks. That's disgusting. (laughs) So, after, like, literally, after a couple months of, like, working, um, when I realized that, um, every every paycheck it was just like you have really not much left over and nothing at all what the hell are you doing yeah
0: it's a scary Um, feeling when you have more it's a scary feeling when you have more months than money left at the end of the month Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like what am I gonna Um, do
1: Yes, and I'm like, thank God I'm not in a destitute predicament or nothing like really major came up where it's like, oh, shoot, I need a $1,000 for this. Yeah. Oh, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing, um, I forgot which month it was, but a couple months into um, my job, I said, you know what? Let me open up another bank account strictly for savings. Mm-hmm. So I ended up. Because I am fortunate and I'm hoping, you know, I can continue to do stuff like this, I ended up taking 50% of my check and put it in my savings.
0: That's amazing.
1: Wow. Um, I, in my savings account, I don't know if all banks do this, but if you touch them more than six times in a month, they charge you $20 and all these extra fees. So I was like, I want you to take my money. Yeah, I (laughs) know. So, um, it sits there I mean the only time I really have dabbled into it is when I had to pay a hospital bill and um, when I went to Miami gotcha so. <laughs> gotcha <laughs> but, but I I have let it um fluff up um mm-hmm. the only time I can ever I allow myself to dip into it when it's not like fun or pleasure which I like say you know what if you don't have enough money to play then you shouldn't be going out yeah. you know yeah but um it's just like a really big bill so like sometimes if I don't have enough in the regular account I'll use that for student loans or um mm-hmm. like I said the hospital bill but I'm really not dipping in there because I want it to to grow and I so that's I have other things I have to take care of soon mm-hmm. so I know that 50 percent won't always be possible yeah so I'm just like using what I have now
0: just gotcha. So you would consider that to be, you know, a financial goal that you're working towards, just fluff, just, you know, getting your savings to look real good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I know you've mentioned a couple of times that you are a counselor. So as someone who works in, you know, the mental health profession, um, do you believe that there's a direct correlation between mental health and the way people handle or think about money?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love that you asked that question because I, I was able to see that from early on, not only through schooling and my practice, but I was just aware of that, mm-hmm. that there's a connection. Um, you know, sometimes it's um, more like it's something, sometimes when people are depressed, mm-hmm. um, they may be spending money like crazy, and going out or spending money on a whole bunch of items for the house. If there's someone who, you know, may not be like splurging in the club or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just a coping mechanism. Um, other times it's like uh, the person in the club may keep you know, be buying VIP and popping bottles, because they have self-esteem issues, and it feels good to get admiration from other people, you know, you got to check on your friends who are always turning up, okay? I never, that's such (laughs) a, that's
0: such a great point that you made, I, like, I, I never would have even thought, like, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy in VIP, you know, he could be super depressed right now, like, I never thought of it that way, Wow yeah, you just, you
1: literally never know, or, you know, um, the person who might be even like a stickler for money, it might just be they're really organized and rigid, like personality, you know, characteristics, or maybe they have some type of like, anxiety, um, anxiety disorder, like something's off, you know, Mm. or maybe something is going on where it's like, why do you need so much money, um, come to find out maybe they're in an unhealthy situation where they need to give the money for something else or to someone else and it's just like you just you just never know um people's situation and
0: yeah
1: money is like unfortunately it ties into so much stuff like yeah. we need money to survive mm-hmm. um, and have a roof sh- over our heads so it can get really complicated and I think just being mindful of your relationship with money is um especially as we're growing as we're going into adulthood is so important. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we don't look back ten years from now and we realize we blew through a million over ten years and we could have been saving half of that or something.
0: Yeah. That's so true. Wow. I that's such a that that's such a uh good point you made and like i i love how you gave an example of like you know the person who could be super depressed but also the person who um you know could be on the other side of the spectrum and just you know have anxiety about something or you know be in an unhealthy situation that causes them to uh i guess in a sense hoard their money so Mm -hmm. those are interesting points um so, what's one myth that you've heard about savings and money in general, if you've heard of
1: anything at all? Um, maybe not myth, because, I mean, you know me, like, um, I like to work hard and play hard, <laughs> but um, I've definitely heard, you know, like... You know, like, when everybody was saying YOLO? Yeah. You only live once. Let's just, you know, splurge. You never know. You got young. And it's just, like, that's not a myth that you should enjoy life. But it is a myth that, like, um, you should be careless. Because yeah. Because it's only money or it doesn't matter anyway. Um, I think that in the long run, like I said before, you'll look back and say, oh, shoot! You know, we didn't need to spend one hundred and twenty in a club on drinks and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> three weekends in a row." Like, "Well, go home." <laughs> so, and I. And I only use the club because I like to have a good time. But, uh-huh. you know, like, I'm mindful of, like, what are we celebrating in this moment? Yeah. I mean, if it's a birthday, cool. But if it's just, like, we just go because we have nothing else to, to do, do. And because we have the money on the card, you have to reevaluate things. Yeah. No.
0: That's a that's a good point. I think, <laughs> um, you know, just being young adults and just, you know, being young and wanting to have fun, sometimes we kind of lose, um, I guess you could say, like, the importance of money, because we kind of think, like, oh, well, I know sometimes before I started becoming really, you know, I wouldn't say strict, but before I started being more intentional with my money, I would, you know... Spend you know a hundred and fifty dollars on something and be like oh whatever like yeah. it's com- I like I'll get it back in my next paycheck but then Literally. you know um, you realize that wait I could get sick and not and be out of work or I could lose my yeah. job and be out of work and then and then so the what car, but
1: if you you know the car or if you know. Um, one of your um, pipes in your apartment or your house, and you got to ask the plumber to come fix it. Uh-huh. You never know. Yeah. Or you might want to take that vacation and not be on vacation flexing for the gram, but you eating, like, french fries at the dinner <laughs> table because y'all can't afford nothing else. But you want to be able to take a comfortable vacation and yeah. know that you could come back to money and to something when you come back home. Exactly. So.
0: You know. <laughs> That's so funny <laughs> eating french fries at the table. Um, <laughs> you know, some
1: places like well, a
0: lot like biscuits are free, so you're just <laughs> eating biscuits and water. <laughs> you want to grab talking about I'm in, I don't know, Miami or the thing is just like, what? That's not okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so funny. So I also wanted to, um, get your thoughts on the black community and generational wealth and I wanted to you know ask you this question because I know you're such a huge huge advocate for you know the black community obviously but also um I forgot did Jay, Jay Z dropped four 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 this year right or was it last year no
1: 2017 okay yeah i was definitely on the beach when i heard that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so last year jay-z dropped 444 and i know that sparked up a lot of conversation within the community about you know generational wealth and um it really got people talking so i wanted to know what your thoughts on that were because i know i've i've heard a lot of people say that you know having general having generational wealth in within the black community is something that's possible but like maybe our mindset or, or the way you know the black community handles money and thinks about money kind of prevents them from creating that wealth so i so what are your thoughts
1: um definitely almost everything i do is for the favor of black and brown people um and the reason why uh, I'm connected to both brown and black is because of my background. I identify as a black woman, mm-hmm. even though my family is from Panama and Costa Rica, Spanish-speaking countries. So, you know,
0: mm-hmm. everything
1: I do is tied to that. Yeah, I do think it's possible to have generational wealth. Um, for me, I see in a perspective, a perspective of it as being difficult due to. Um, racist systems that weren't created in our favor. Mm -hmm. Um, Institutionalized racism is real and um, we see those systems whether we're aware and pay attention to them or not. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things that we do or a lot of situations we encounter on a daily. So when something's set up for you not to win so easily, it's kind of easy to develop the mindset, like you were saying before, of, well, I'm not going to get it anyway, so I might as well just wallow, out. Know? yeah, or yeah. be, like, live every day like it's my last, and now I don't got no money in my town. Mm-hmm. So I think there's certain steps we need to take. Um, as a mental health professional, maybe being honest with your relationship with money might need, might make you connect to some emotional things that you don't even know you have going on. Um, but it will make you more aware to say, okay, now I understand my relationship with money. Now I understand uh, maybe some things I want to do with my life career-wise so that I can get some money. And now I see some goals that I want to do beyond just the job to Mm -hmm. ensure that my family has money for generations to come.
0: Wow. Very, very, very true. Very true. So what what are some other what are um, some other steps besides just like being honest with yourself and your situation do you think that um, the community needs to take like is there any you know is there anything that maybe perhaps like our white counterparts could do to help us out or is it something that we just kind of have to bear the brunt of it and do alone uh-huh.
1: um, well I can't speak for white people um, I do think people White people just need to um, be aware of their privilege and do do better, and we shouldn't have to fight to be seen as human beings or be seen as whole. Mm-hmm. We're not considered three-fifths anymore, so don't see me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not much I can say, but when it comes to the black community, I think some steps that we could take, um, for me, education is really key, knowledge is power. And I do not mean you have to go to college or I do not mean you have to, you know, be in Ivy League school and get your PhD or law degree. Like, everybody's not going to go that route. But the fact that you don't want to go out your way to educate yourself and elevate yourself and make sure that you have the knowledge of um, financial stability and financial um wealth, and ways to um, eradicate certain toxic cycles, it says a lot about you that you don't want to go out your way to do that Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're good and your people are good. So, we need to do a better job at wanting to educate ourselves so that we could do better. Um, You know, sometimes it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, In the long run, like I said, it's really worth it. Like, Mm -hmm. if I didn't sit and get uncomfortable to figure out my relationship with money I might still not have a savings account
0: yeah Wow. Well, so now we're gonna go kind of switch back to you if you could go if you could go back in time and give 16 year old Kenji advice on how to handle money what would you tell her
1: oh like <laughs> oh, I could tell 16-year-old Kenji so much stuff. You already know. Oh, I know. Um, I was obsessed with
0: 16-year-old Kenji as 15-year-old Alex. I was very obsessed.
1: I know. <laughs> oh, my God. We were so cute. I know. Um, loved it. <laughs> um, I would tell her when it comes to money. First of all, because when I was 16, I was uh, also... Mm, um i was 16 in junior and senior year so most people are like sophomore junior but mm-hmm. i was um applying to colleges at 16. if i knew what i knew now if i mean if i knew now what i you know what i mean right yeah yeah i would definitely would have told me to um apply to scholarships apply to grants um don't be afraid to ask for help in that realm because I knew I was going to college, but to say, Hey, school, whatever school I was applying to, um, before I knew for sure I wanted to go to Selman, Hey, um, school, I need some money. There's no way I'm going to be able to pay full four years of full tuition. Can you help me out please? Um, I think that asking, going out my way to ask for that and advocate for myself wasn't, easy but now I definitely would ask the school like if I when I go back to grad school I'm gonna be like hey y'all gonna pay for all of this right oh if not I don't want to go to your school well, so I, I wish I had that kind of like coverage then mm-hmm. um but else I would save your money I definitely took my money when I had my little like seasonal jobs at 16 and um I splurged on either uh, toxic relationships or splurged on things that I thought at 16 were cool and fun and mm-hmm. just like no saving money um, and I also would have told me to, uh, to not depend on others mm-hmm. so like at 16 I was definitely like well I'm going go to go to college and my family could just send me money and when I run out of money that week, they could send me money the next week. And it's just like, no, you need to um, be able to uh, find a job and do something you like or that you know you're content with, and save your money mm-hmm. and not think that oh, if nobody's giving me money, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Or to be how self-sufficient. Am I yeah. Yeah, to be self-sufficient is super important. Um, you know, so I w- I wish I could tell her that like be more self sufficient, save your money, and apply for scholarships, and don't accept no other an answer when it comes to your business and people funding it.
0: Nice, I love that. So I have this last question I want to ask. Well, I have a question written down that I wanted to ask you. But instead, yeah. I think another but another question popped up into my head that I think is way more interesting, and I really would love to get okay. your thoughts on this. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting his name. But the young man who went to was it Howard and stole all that money from
1: Tyrone. Yes,
0: Tyrone. <laughs> what do you think about that <laughs> as the last oh question? My God.
1: So first of all, let's shout out HBCUs for being amazing institutions and safe places for Black people um, of all shades and colors, women, men, non-binary, whatever the case may be, to educate themselves. I love that I decided to go to HBCU um, straight out of high school. Um, Tyrone is really shady for what he did. And I don't... I don't think that would have went over well at Salman. I think um, Howard didn't take it well either, but I definitely think the ladies at Stallman would have turned some things up. So hmm. I would have turned some of my I at Salman, And he took my money, and then he told about I can't get no finance aid, but he's splurging at third coat. Oh, please, okay? I would have turned some things upside down. But, you know, that didn't happen at my institution, so... But Tyrone is shady, and Admin needs to, you know, get reprimanded, too. How they allow this young man to take um, almost half a million dollars? Wasn't it, like, almost half a million, like, yeah. Four something Yeah, it was, like, four, yeah, it was, like,
0: definitely like around 400-something dollars that, that he took, so.
1: That's crazy. Literally and insane. Students who are like, scraping together the last to a pot to pay for school, whether it's an HBCU or PWI, they're like, you know what, I really want to go to college, and I'm, like, scraping pennies, working three jobs, parents, you know, working crazy hours to support them. That is so disgusting. Yeah. But, you know, who will be for his so karma a... <laughs> <laughs> that is very
0: true well that was my last question and I wanted to say thank you so much I enjoyed our conversation I learned so much I laughed a lot and thank you so much for being a guest on Financial Flex of course and Lex I'm just so proud
1: of you and I'm glad that you're doing this this endeavor that i can tell you're passionate about and keep doing great things love thank you